Hello and welcome to the, the monthly call uh, with Rosecott. I'm Michael Sullivan. I'm a, an advisor to, to Rosecott and, of course, joined by, as usual by our Chief Strategist Investment Officer, Daniel. Uh, Dan, so very, very welcome. Just pick up the mood this morning. We had a correction last week. I've just seen a survey out this morning that says that uh, institutional investors feel that the, the stock market is the most stretched in valuation terms that it's been, I think, going back to the dot-com bubble, which was quite some time ago. And I think we come into a period where signs of economic recovery are beginning to build. We've had the end of confinement in many countries, and we have ongoing support from central banks. The Fed announced yesterday it would buy individual corporate bonds, and that turned around what had been a weak trading session into a very strong one. So the, the world, I think, is torn between valuations that are very high, accompanied by signs of, of very dramatic speculative trading behavior by retail investors, and we'll come on to that in the, maybe, maybe later on, versus what is obvious economic damage and disruption. You know, travel, uh, I, I think retail will take quite some time before we get back to, to normal. So we have this bifurcated world that I think is confusing to, to a lot of people and worrying to, to, to many others. Maybe just to start off, you know, we, we've had quite a few chats in recent weeks. We've made a number of changes to the portfolio. Do you want to take it up from there? Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Mike. As you say, we, um, we've been talking a lot about markets because sentiment has looked stretched and all of the risk factors that you mentioned there, including the risk of a, a second peak in COVID-19, which we're seeing signs of in a few countries. So having gone over white equities back at the end of March uh, and really stayed with that position until very recently, we've been looking at the world and thinking we need to take a bit of risk off the table. So, uh, you know, we're recording this on the 16th of June and last week um, we took money out of equities. So particularly US large caps and emerging market equities. Now, part of that is because we've seen a bit of an increase in the sort of geopolitical risks. So um, Hong Kong, for example, that, that issue still doesn't go away. And we really don't know when the China-US trade war kicks off again. And so when we, we look at that situation and also the performance of those markets where they've really recovered a large part of the losses they had in this year, we felt that was the best place to take a bit of money out of portfolios. Now areas where we've kept our exposure tend to be in the more value parts of the market. So the old economy stocks, the uh, UK mid caps, for example, and they look like they've got further room to recover but it probably won't be as quick a recovery as we've seen from the end of March to present. I think just passing back to you, Mike, the issue about retail investors and the disconnect between how they're looking at the market and institutional investors, it's almost summarized by the Hertz situation. Could you talk us through what's been going on there? I would, of course. And I think just, just by the way, very good timing last week uh, on the move you did taking money out just before that that correction. I think what looks like one of the somewhat absurd things in markets is that there has been a mania, first of all, in online retail trading. So there's um, brokerages like Robin Hood in the States who, uh, it should be said, sell their flow data onto hedge funds, have seen a, a fourfold rise in accounts. 
many people investing for the first time, most of them investing in call options for the first time and the ratio of call options, which are very speculative in instruments to put options is the highest we've, we've seen again in 20 years. So very intense speculative activity. And, and one of the areas where it has focused on are companies that have gone bankrupt. Chesapeake Energy, Hertz, the, the car uh, rental company, uh, both filing for bankruptcy, but both seeing massive increases in trading volume and in their, their share, share prices. And there's a, there's a whole range of other examples of, of kind of penny stocks and speculative activity, which I think historically this kind of intense speculative activity tends to mark the top of markets. Hertz itself has kind of turned all this around and it's now trying to tap this source of retail funding by by doing a, a, a rights issue for about half of a billion dollars. It also, I think, suggests that markets are getting somewhat inefficient and that the, the, the stimulus flow from the Fed is perhaps not you know reaching into the real economy, but actually just going into financial markets. So I, I think with the benefit of experience, this is something to be to be wary of. I think to clients of Rosecott, and again, we, we've seen similar trends in other countries in Europe, Sweden, for example, this is not something we, we'd recommend. And we wouldn't recommend you follow this kind of hard behavior. And I think you probably make the point that you know some of the, the online brokerages uh, and the risks that people take are actually quite dangerous. People don't recognize the risks until it's it's too late. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we're big fans of technology being used in finance, of course. But when we're talking about the online brokerage of the you know buying and selling stocks on your mobile phone, I think people have just got to be a little careful because whilst it sounds great and, and there are advantages, of course, to free trading, it does encourage over-trading because if you're not paying anything for it, well, why not? The problem is the behavioural traits that people suffer remain the same. So people have this great tendency to get carried away by headlines and recent performance. And that's how they can end up buying into a market that, you know, near the top and um, selling near the low. And that's probably why sometimes they look at what we're doing and it seems counterintuitive, but we're trying to stay away from those problems. Yeah, yeah. I think the other issue is there's more information available than ever, which is great, but you do have to be careful that it doesn't breed overconfidence. Because if you're trading a lot more frequently, you're more confident in those calls, but the behavioral traits are still the same problem, then that's not a great situation. So I think it's important not to get caught up in this hype and the stories of successful day trading and sort of stick to the uh, sort of reliable portfolio management type, type of approach that we follow. Yeah, and I think some people will, will, will might recall two years ago, you know, w- with its kind of, as it became popular, Bitcoin, uh, I think, trebled in price up to December 2018. And then uh, as many more people entered and got Bitcoin accounts, it, uh, it halved in value within about a month or so. So these are, I think, historical lessons in, in investor behavior being played out. And again, we have the benefit of experience and would be, would be quite cautious here. And I think that the portfolio approach we have in the long run is, is, is a far better one. Well said, Mike. Thank you as ever. Okay, that's a good note, I think, to, to close out the call. I'm sure more choppiness ahead. I hope the economic recovery picks up. And again, at these levels, these valuation levels, uh, we would just strike that note of caution in terms of financial markets. And we, again, have beginning to position ourselves for that. Chat to, to you next month and uh, take care. Thanks, Mike.